Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. Good morning. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord. Great to see everybody out this morning. I want to um, take this opportunity to welcome you to our morning worship service, and we're glad you're here. Today is a special day. It is Father's Day, and we know we probably have many uh, family members visiting, and we're glad to have you here. I also want to uh, say good morning to our guests and visitors this morning. I want to invite you on the side of your bulletin. Everybody just go ahead and pull that tab off there. Let's hear it. Come on. There we go. I want to invite everyone, if you have a prayer request, on the back side of that form is a prayer request. If you have some need that you'd like for us to be praying about, even in your family or in your um, neighborhood, please pray. Please put that down, and we will take care of putting that wherever you designate. And then on the other side is a welcome slip, and that's for our guests and visitors, and we want to get to know who you are and allow you to get to know us and ask any questions that you may have us. but we're glad you're here. If you'll just drop those off in the offering plate as it comes by. Also, church members want to invite you to use that as a care slip, or if there's a care slip in front of you, we do uh, ask that you put down any care needs that uh, our care ministry can be reaching out to folks in our community, sending cards, making phone calls, visits, those kind of things. So just make sure that you write on the top of that care uh, if you happen to use this perforated tab so that we know what that's for. Today uh, marks our beginning of VBS, and as you can tell, the sanctuary's got kind of a different look, and we're excited about Vacation Bible School this week, as that will kick off at 4.30 this afternoon as we begin to journey off the map. So I ask that you be in prayer for that and get involved. If you're not volunteering anywhere, I, I believe you could show up this afternoon about 3 o'clock as we begin to set up things, and we'll find you somewhere to serve and volunteer this week. So want to be mindful of that. We will be eating hot dogs this afternoon, probably about 5.30 or so. So I want to invite everyone to come out and be a part of that. If you can, bring some uh, baked beans or dessert would help uh, add to our hot dog meal. So want to encourage you to... Uh, do that. Adults know that we don't exclude you in Vacation Bible School. We include you in Vacation Bible School, not just in volunteering, but also in the class part. Dr. Doug Bryan will be leading us this week, Monday through Wednesday at um, 6 o'clock in the Kerygma Room, so we want to invite you to be a part of that if you're not volunteering somewhere. On the back side of our bulletin is a list of uh, opportunities of things that are going on this week other than Vacation Bible School. But do want to make an um, announcement about, I got a note about the prayer shawl. They will, prayer shawl ministry will not meet this week because of Vacation Bible School, so just keep that in mind. All right. Well, Paul is out of town this week, and we are glad to have Miss Teresa sharing with us in Paul's absence. So we are glad uh, of her willingness to do that. Thank you very much. Cedric, do you have a mission moment this morning? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I come to you um, to bring up talking about, again, that I'm starting a ministry called Prayer for the Nations to allow all of the congregation to be part of this beautiful, beautiful thing of praying for other nations as a way for all of us to participate in the mission of God because we're all are called to be participants in his mission to bring salvation to all humanity. And I just want to say that when we are called to pray by our Lord Jesus Christ, it is not out of obligation, nor duty, nor responsibility that we're called to pray, but it's out of love. 
love for each other and love for our brothers and sisters all across the world. Because one of our main things that we as Christians need to understand is that the mission of the church is our participating in the mission of God to bring salvation to all those who are in need. And so this thing of praying for the nations is a big thing because we are going to our Father in heaven, showing him that we are caring for not just each other, for those who we don't even know, and that we are seeking God's help to bring salvation to them and to those within our community and outside of our community. The nation this month that I've presented to you at the beginning of the month is um, Japan. Japan has been going through some rough times lately in the past couple of years. Earthquakes, um, illnesses that has been plaguing their people, as well as having a high suicide rate. And so I've asked the congregation to pray that the Lord will provide for these people and allow the church to be of help, of bringing salvation and bringing hope and comfort to these people who has lost a lot of it during the years. Um, since the fall of World War II, many Japanese people have lost their identity as being Japanese and the will to live, and they are, they're lost. And we need to ask God to go to them and bring hope into their lives. So I ask you all today to please join me in prayer as we go to our Father in heaven. Holy Father, I give you praise, Lord, for this church family, Lord God. I give you praise, Lord God, for allowing this opportunity for us to pray for others and to humble ourselves and put others before ourselves. And we all together as a family pray for our brothers and sisters in Japan, Lord God Almighty, for those inside and outside of the faith, Lord God, that you go to them, Lord God, that you help them, Lord God, in their time of need, Lord, and that you allow opportunities for us, Lord God, to be of help, Lord God, to them, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that you send those who are capable to be of service to them, Lord God Almighty, and we just lift them up to you, Lord. In your name, we all do praise. Amen. Thank you all. Get our hymn books and turn to 217 as we stand together and sing.
I'm going to read a passage of Scripture to begin with this morning, and then I'm going to make a confession. Okay. Proverbs 1, 8 says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Um, here's my confession. I don't know everything. That's my confession. I don't know everything. And, and I want to say, fathers who are down here and, and mothers in our congregation, I hope that that statement relieved you of some pressure. Okay? Because, kids, here's the thing, and I'm speaking as a parent, we don't know everything. All right? But here's the catch. You know, you are told in Proverbs 1.8 to listen to your father's instructions and not to forsake your mother's teaching. So who are you supposed to be looking to for what to do? Who? According to this passage of Scripture, you're supposed to be listening to us. But there seems to be a slight problem with that. If I don't know everything, then how in the world am I supposed to direct you on what to do? Sounds crazy, doesn't it? Trust me, it is. And I believe every parent in here understands that pressure. Somebody shared with me this week this little thing called the wheel of life. And on, these, on this wheel, or actually what they did was they drew out these spokes and they started with the spiritual part of life and then the family and then the social part of life and then our physical health. Um, education was on the list and they asked us to, to rate those on how we were doing um, or, or the priority in our lives from zero to ten. And what they, what they basically tried to show us is that all of these things have to be in balance in order for the wheel of life to roll. Because if one of these areas gets out of whack, then the wheel's floppy and it's wobbly. Well, here's the thing. As parents, we're guiding you and the only guidance that we have is our parents and God. That's, that's who we lean on. That's who we trust. And, you know, there is, there is a lot of pressure on us just because we want to direct you as kids right. But we can't direct you in what is right if we're not trusting in God. And we're not looking to Him for his instructions. So I, I want you to know that the, the thing that I need you to do is to trust us as parents. But parents also know that in them trusting us, they're trusting that we're listening to God. So the pressure is off because all God asks all of us to do is to trust him and listen to his instruction. And the kids, 
will listen to our instruction, who are listening to God's instruction. And you see how that circle just keeps going around and around and around. So trust us that we're trusting God. That's what I ask you to do. And this week at Vacation Bible School, you're going to be talking about going on a journey. And life is a journey. And you're going to be taught to listen to God, to listen to God's instruction. But know that at any point, that as parents and as adults, ask us, and we'll help you. And we're going to help you based on what God is sharing with us. But know that everything spins on all of us trusting in God. Because Isaiah 30, 21 states that we don't know right or left, that we trust in God to know which way to go. And that's what it all boils down to, is trusting in God. So trust us that we're trusting God. And parents, it's important that we trust God. Because we can't tell the kids where to go if we don't know what God is telling us to do. So it's important for all of us to do that. Let's pray. God, give us the ability to trust you, to follow you, to hear you, to know that there are a lot of voices and a lot of different directions that we can go in life. But God, I pray that these kids would be able to hear your voice and that they would be able to see that we as adults and we as parents are following and trusting in your instructions. And may we guide them based on your instructions. We thank you, Lord, that you didn't leave us here to walk this journey of life by ourselves, but, God, you walk with us. So help us to know and to trust you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's turn together to hymn number 507, and you may remain seated. 507.
Good morning. It's good to be with you in Bowling Springs. Didn't know if I was going to be here this morning, but it's good to be here. I'll share a little bit more about my adventures this weekend in a moment. But happy Father's Day to all our fathers here this morning. I do hope that you are either treated to a nice home-cooked meal or that you are taken somewhere that doesn't have a drive through window to eat lunch today. <laughs> um, but it is a pleasure to see each of you here this morning. We're excited about what God is already doing in this place. And let me just say once again, uh, be in prayer for our Bible school and encourage any kids that you know in your community or in your own family to be here tonight. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Wesley and, and Julie and, and many others have been doing a great job in preparation for this week, and uh, I understand it's going to be a big deal. So uh, I look forward to getting to know some young families this week in Bible school. But uh, we have many prayer concerns in our church family, and we just encourage you to be mindful of those. If you are not um, here on Wednesday evenings and you would like to receive the prayer list somehow during the week, uh, talk with me about that. Maybe we can, I don't know if it's emailed out now or how we might could uh, communicate that to you if you were not able to be here on Wednesdays, but you could be mindful of the needs within our church family and be in prayer for those throughout the week this week. So I want to thank you for your prayers for my family uh, these last three weeks. Uh, and especially this last weekend, as I was uh, uh, stranded a little bit yesterday with a truck that wasn't wanting to cooperate, and uh, in the midst of not knowing how everything was going to play out, I knew it was going to be a late night, and it was, but uh, I felt uh, just a presence and a peace with me, and I'm so appreciative of that. Um, and I think Lynn's appreciative of the fact that he didn't have to preach this morning. So. <laughs> Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. For being our God on the mountaintop when everything's going our way. And we thank you for being a God of the valley. Lord, we're thankful uh, for your presence in our lives. We're thankful for uh, this body. We are reminded that uh, the church is gathered here in the pews this morning, but this building in which we meet is where the church comes together to worship. Uh, we call this building the church, but Father, those in the pew this morning make up the Church of Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Father, remind us that we are your body. We are your hands and your feet and your voice in this community, in our state, and around the world. Father, fill us with renewed excitement and renewed fervor, Lord, to love you, to follow you, and to serve you each and every day. Help us to be aware, Father, of the ordinary, mundane circumstances of life and how you're working in those. And, Father, how we are your hands and your feet and your voice in the midst of the ordinary. Father, bless Bible school this week. Uh, each one who's teaching and leading, directing in some way, Father, fill them with your spirit and use them in a mighty way to speak love to the children that are here this week. Bless the adults as they meet and uh, the teachers there. Father, we uh, lift up those this morning who are sick, some who are here this morning and going through tests and different treatments with the doctors. Lord, we pray for your presence and uh, that, that you as the Good Shepherd would walk with them through these difficult days. Lord, those who are homebound and in the hospitals, we ask for your touch on their bodies today. Father, we're mindful of those who are separated from family, whether it be uh, employment in other places, uh, or Lord, whether it be service in our military. Lord, uh, may your presence speak to those uh, family members, Lord, who may be separated this morning. Father, we give you this time today. We confess that we are dependent people. We strive to be independent, but, Lord, we are dependent upon you and your love and your grace and your mercy in our lives. Father, uh, take us as we are. That's the only way we can come. And, Lord, speak to our hearts and our minds. Meet each one here today at the point of their need. 
And Father, may we leave here saying it's good to have been in your house today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And God's church said, amen. Let's pray. Father, make giving a blessing and not a burden as we reflect more and more on all you have given us. Make us eager and willing givers of all the gifts you have poured down on us. Make each one of us grateful. In Christ, amen.
I'd like to uh, I'd like to tell you just a, a real quick story about how this song really came about. That is me singing this song today, not how the song itself came about. Um, as many of you know, I travel a lot with my work, and I get opportunity to listen a lot to Christian radio. And I'd been listening to a particular song on the radio for several weeks, and every time I heard it, it just really spoke to my heart, you know. And Lord just pressed down on me one day, hey, you know, you just really need to go get this track, and you really need to start working on it. And I didn't know why. I had no reason, you know, had no clue why it put it such a burden on me. But I went that day, and I went and got the track, and I started working on it. And within a week, uh, you know, I was pretty much well comfortable as I could be with the song. And uh, so I came in one day from work, and my wife, she said, uh, Terry, you need, to, you need to go listen to a message that's on the phone, on the answering machine right now. And uh, it was fairly late. I didn't get into like 10 o'clock that night, but it was a church member. It's Pat Bowen. She had left me a message saying, Terry, I've, I've got this song on my heart. And she said, and I can't get it out of my head, and I just keep singing it all the time. It's called Because He Lives. Amen, amen. And I tell you, I about had to run out of the house. I mean, the Holy Spirit pressed down on me so hard. I said, Lord, now I know why. I had no clue what the timing would be for that. But that just shows how if we listen and are obedient to the Holy Spirit, how he worked with us and how he, you know, he's working together in this congregation today and as a church body. You know, uh, the last song we sang, uh, hymn we sang uh, Friday on Alba Howington's memorial service going out the door was because it was the song the hymn because he lives and what a testimony to such you know a sweet person as Iva and you know she was her prognosis was that was not good and told that you know she didn't have long to live and she said well everybody has to die but you know what Iva was saying in those words is because she wasn't she wasn't worried because she knew what her foundation her faith was given to her and that was that there is a, another day coming. There is a salvation that we have. The blood of Christ has given us that everlasting life. And in on that, she knew that. And I think as a church body, and, and me, myself included, if we build the strength and the foundation of, of our faith, and it's built on the cornerstone of the foot of the cross of Calvary and that redeeming blood, we can overcome, as this song says, we can overcome anything. So... Listen to the words of this song, and I hope it speaks to your heart as much as it did mine. I believe in a son. I believe in the risen one. I believe I overcome by the power of His blood. Amen. Amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because He lives. Amen. Amen. Let my soul
today and worship because he lives. That is why we are here today, and that is why we gather. In just a moment, I want to invite you to read and pray with me the Lord's Prayer that is printed in your bulletin. That will be our sermon text today, but as we go into the sermon, I just want to say a couple of things. First, um, first of all, our family is continue to be, we continue to be grateful uh, for your continued kindness shown to us during this time of transition. Uh, our pantries uh, have uh, several, many things in them due to some gifts that have been left here at the church during the week, and so we are grateful for that. We really are. It's made this transition so much easier. Uh, also, we want to say thanks again for your prayers. As I mentioned them earlier, those prayers have been felt, and uh, they were felt yesterday. I was heading down the, uh, just probably about 30 minutes south of Winston, and Dad's truck just started going crazy and jumping and, and everything, and I didn't feel comfortable traveling on the interstate with that, and after talking with Dad and with Lynn Surratt and with other people, uh, we finally figured out and, and identified someone here in Bowling Springs that could come and, and help us out with the rest of that trip. So the truck and trailer did make it. Uh, I wasn't driving it, but it made it here. So, uh, I, you know, I felt your peace in the midst of, of waiting around at a, at a nice gas station that had a nice place to sit and eat and talk to folks, and the, ma the manager and I became good friends. Um, <laughs> um, 
But uh, I appreciate your thoughts and felt your prayers even in the midst of, of, of all that. I was in a safe place. I had plenty of food. wasn't that healthy for me, but, uh, um, but I've arrived here safely. And Lynn Surratt did not have to preach this morning, uh, but we'll give him that opportunity uh, later if he would like that. <laughs> Uh, so if things, you know, if, if some things that I say this morning may not make sense, you'll know why, okay? Uh, at least I have a good excuse maybe tonight on four hours of sleep. Um, also, I just want to say thanks for your prayers because this last week, I, this doesn't happen often, but it happened this week, and I woke up with just that feeling that, you know, Terry had that feeling when he got the phone call about the song that he just said, but this week... I woke up in the middle of the night, and like I said, I wish this happened all the time. I wish this is how I got all my sermons. But I woke up in the middle of the night, and the Lord had impressed a verse on my heart. And again, I don't know how you are with Scripture memory, but I've always encouraged youth and children to memorize Scripture because I've memorized a lot of things for tests, and I've forgotten a lot of those things. But when you memorize Scripture, there's something about Scripture that sticks with you, and it stays in here and stays in here. And I woke up with the verse on my mind. I didn't know where it was found. I later looked it up. It's Psalm 127.1. It speaks about the fact that um, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. And I woke up with that on my mind this week. And I am just grateful that the Lord um, gave me that verse. And so next week, we will uh, have a casual Sunday from what I understand. Uh, but you come next week, and I'll be sharing a little bit more about uh, some things that God is speaking to me about, uh, about that verse. Let's, let's stand and uh, uh, in honor the reading of God's word and say this prayer together, if you don't mind. If you're able to stand. And uh, we'll be praying the prayer as it's printed in your bulletin this morning. Let's pray together. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I don't know for you if, and thank you, you may be seated. <laughs> know for you if, if praying this prayer brings, brings back certain memories, but it does for me. Um, I promise I'm not going to be talking about basketball in every sermon, but it seems like in the last few weeks it just has come out, okay? Um, but I remember as a uh, JV basketball player in high school, our coach, last thing in a team huddle before we'd go out and play, he would lead us in the Lord's Prayer. That is my memory when I hear the Lord's Prayer. I remember praying with Coach Rivers and my other teammates, and then I remember going out on the floor to play basketball. I don't know if you have that type of memory. Sometimes this prayer is prayed in homes when maybe words can't come to us, and we don't know what to pray, and so we pray the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but this morning, being that it's Father's Day, I'm taking some liberty and doing something a little bit different with the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I, I realize this prayer has some lessons for each person. Uh, I think about Luke 11.1, 1, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray. The fundamental things as we learn how to pray are included in this prayer that we have just prayed together. However, today, being Father's Day, again, I'm taking some liberty and addressing some things specifically to dads as we look to the Lord's Prayer this morning. I am grateful for a good example 
uh, growing up for my dad, grateful for his continued involvement in my life with his use of the truck yesterday, and, but not only use of, of a truck, but in many other ways that my dad uh, has been there for me and for my family growing up, and so I am grateful, grateful for him. The first word in the Lord's Prayer, and you can just keep your bulletin handy and, and make a little notes if you'd like, but the first word in the Lord's Prayer is our. And if you notice as you read through the Lord's Prayer, it references community several times. It says, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then it says, Give us, that implies more than one, <laughs> give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then he says again, lead, do not lead us into temptation. It's my belief that this prayer was meant to be prayed as we have this morning. We can certainly pray it individually, but it's something about praying this prayer, I believe, as a group of believers. Baptists are not only the only ones that do it, but every denomination does it. If you claim the Christian faith in any way, this prayer is prayed. We disagree on many different things, uh, about, sometimes about interpretation, about uh, pr practice, and about theology. But the Lord's Prayer seems to be that unifying prayer that we can come together and that we can pray as a body of believers. How this directly relates, you say, well, Keith, all that sounds great. How does this relate to dads? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, men, it's important for you to have other brothers, other friends uh, that believe similar to you that you can have fellowship with. I am grateful that this church, I don't know how long the men's Bible study has been going on, but it has been a blessing to me. Uh, the two or three times that I have been able to attend so far, would have been there this morning, but um, I think they understand. But, you know, it, it's great to have a group of men that you can just talk honestly with, that can pray for one another and share struggles and share concerns with one another. And uh, if, men, if you don't have that, I want to encourage you not only to come to that Bible study on Sunday mornings, find another opportunity. Maybe get two or three guys together that you can have breakfast with or lunch with once a week, whatever it may be. But those things are important, men. As we seek to follow Christ, as we seek to be an example in our home, as we seek to be the husband that our wife needs us to be, as we seek to be the father that our children need us to be. Uh, it's important to, to be with other men, and if there are other godly men, I believe it's also true of what Solomon says about iron sharpening iron. Uh, we make each other better when we are together and we share life together. And so, men, let us be mindful of that. The next word is father. In the Old Testament, we don't see this reference to God, or God mentioned in this way as father. But yet, when Jesus gives us the prayer that we are to pray, and how we are to pray, he refers to himself, and refers to God as Father. In Aramaic, in which Jesus spoke, it is a very personal way of saying Dad, of saying Daddy, or Papa. 1 John 3, 1, Jesus describes the Father's love for us. He says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Men here today for Father's Day, I don't know what your upbringing was like or what your dad was like, but I want you to know this. Our God in heaven is a loving Father. He's on your side. He's in the stands and he's cheering louder than anybody for you. He's, he wants you to succeed. He wants to hold your head up high. He's the one rooting for you. He loves you and he wants what's best for you. You may or may not have had that as a father. 
Chances are in a congregation this size, there's some of you that, you know, you didn't have the greatest example growing up. And you've determined that with God's help, you're going to change that for your family and for the next generation. And I commend you for that. Let us look to God and be mindful of the fact that he is truly a loving father. We see where it says, our father who is in heaven, hallowed, hallowed, some say, be thy name. The word hallowed simply means holy. It simply means set apart, sacred. Your name is worthy to be praised. And men and dads, do you have personal time that you set aside outside of Sunday mornings to worship God? Time of devotion, time of prayer, time of Bible study. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's spending some time in nature. Some of you may in this room may be hunters, and you love when season comes around and you're just sitting in the deer stand or wherever you may be and you're out in nature. You may really enjoy that. Others, it may be um, some type of uh, intellectual stimulation of reading a good book or, or studying deeply something. But it, times of worship, you know, hallowed be thy name. God, we praise you. We do that individually. And we also do that collectively. And let me also challenge you men in the room this morning about this as well. How are you doing at leading your family in times of worship? I don't mean that you're having a service of worship at home, but I mean, are you taking opportunities to talk with your children and with your family about different things that God is speaking to you about? Maybe how you saw God work. Maybe you saw, you witnessed a random act of kindness and you just saw God uh, do something with some people today at Walmart. Maybe you saw someone help someone else and this type of thing. Um, I was shown some kindness last night by the manager at the, um, the, the Sheets gas station that I was at. She, I went in when I first arrived there just trying to lay, get a lay of the land, trying to figure out maybe where a mechanic was, just asking some basic questions. When I, so when I came back 30 minutes and I told her that, I said, you and I, we're gonna, I'm going to be here for a while if that's okay tonight. And she said, well, sure. And so when I ordered my meal at Sheets, you punch it in on this little screen, you know, and you go up to pick it up and you bring your ticket to pay for it. And she said, you know what? She said, your meal's on the house tonight. She said, help yourself to the fountain drinks as well. Um, and I said, you know, and I still offered to pay. And she said, no. She said, you just, you know, so I'm, so she said, I'm sorry you're stranded. She said, you help yourself to the fountain drinks as long as you need it tonight. And so I thanked her for that. Um, but how are, how are you and I in the midst of the ordinary and the mundane? We've been talking about that some on Wednesdays. We've referenced it this morning. But how are we showing the love of Christ to others? How are we uh, setting the stage for leading our families in worship? Again, not singing hymns in the, in the home. However, if, if you feel led, I would encourage you to do that. But how, men, how are you and I leading our families and leading ourselves in worship? If we're not leading ourselves in worship, it's going to be difficult to lead our families in that way as well. The Great Commission says, go and make disciples. A, a better interpretation of that, or, or uh, if you look into another way of interpreting that, is as you are going, make disciples. And I think about that as we live our lives, as we go to work and back as we go to other places with our church and other places of service in our community and with friends, as we are going on our way, how are we doing at hallowing God's name? How are we doing at setting him apart so that his name is above all names as we go about our daily lives? As we continue reading, it says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Dads, how are you doing at seeking and following God's will in your life? How are you doing in seeking God's will in your life? And let me ask you the next question. Are you creating an environment in your home in which your family can seek God's will? 
Are you talking about God? Are you talking about His will and His ways? There's certain things we don't know, but there's a lot of things that we do know. As we look to God's Word, as we spend time with Him in prayer, He's given us some clear instructions about certain things. Let's start with those things, and as we are being obedient in those things, He will begin to reveal His will in the midst of the bigger things. Dads, this one is a game changer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we are seeking and pursuing and following after God's will, this will be a game changer in our lives. It's risky. When we pursue God's will and seek his will, he may lead us to do something with our time and our money that we might not necessarily choose. And so there's risky. There's some risk involved in following his will versus our own. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's something I try to work on every day. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorite passages of Scripture for many, many years. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. And that's difficult. When you have an education, and when you have a lot of books, and you try to figure things out on your own, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Men, how are you doing this morning at seeking God's will? The prayer goes on to to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Here we see again this us. It's not just give me this day, my daily bread, but it's give us this day our daily bread. Dads, are you looking to God for your provision and for the provision of your family? Are you doing what you can to help provide for the needs of your family? Sometimes that changes and sometimes things are hard and things are difficult. I understand that. But how are we doing, especially if we're the main financial provider for our homes, how are you doing in, in taking care of those needs? The prayer goes on to pray, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us, or debtors, or trespasses. Other words are used. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Men, unforgiveness and bitterness has ruined many a marriages, broken apart many a families. The unwillingness to forgive others and says, Lord, forgive us of our shortcomings, but it doesn't stop there. Jesus says, those who have sinned against us. Sometimes forgiveness is a process. Sometimes it can happen overnight, but then sometimes the wrong committed can't be forgiven overnight. And sometimes it's a process. If you are in that place today where you are harboring unforgiveness and you're in the midst of that process, Ask God to continue to help you and to give you the willingness. It's not easy. I'm not saying that it is. But ask God for his help and the ability to forgive one who has wronged you. If there are some personal things in your life, I would love to talk with you more about that. If that hits a nerve, uh, I would love to to unpack that a little bit more with you. And you're welcome to, to call or talk with me during the week about that. The next passage, it says, Lead us not into temptation. Now, men, here's where it starts to get real personal. (laughs) Lead us not into temptation. 
Temptation is real. Everyone in this room, young and old, is tempting. But let me ask you this, Dad. Are you placing yourself, are you continually placing yourself in an environment to be tempted? The best way not to be tempted is we, as we raise our children, we want them to have what? We want them to have good friends. Last night I was concerned about some of the young guys that I was seeing, mainly guys, at the gas station. You know how that works sometimes in towns, right? Um, there were two groups of guys. One, and, and uh, uh, the gentleman that helped me last night was getting some looks when he pulled up in the big uh, rollback truck and had to pull right into the midst of where about 20 teenagers, guys, were hanging out. They were all giving him looks and looking at his truck, you know, and talking about it and all that. And, um, uh, and then there was another group of guys standing around in the front. But... Temptation, uh, we're talking about men here this morning, but we all face temptation. And men, you know, there are certain things that trigger temptation in you. I mean, whether it's success or uh, power or money or, or things that, that you see that, that are not healthy for you. And I want to encourage each of you in here this morning. Sometimes we can be faced with some things and, and do well for a while, but temptation can also be a slow fade. One little choice leads to another little choice, which leads to another little choice. And before long, years from now, you find yourself in a place that you never, ever thought you would be. If you're here this morning, men, dads, and you're struggling with something, there's some men in this church that would love to help you and that would love to walk beside you and that would love to hold you accountable and would love to, to just encourage you and love on you. Uh, you can find those men in the, in the men's Bible study, but if you need to, to, to knock on my door or let me know, we can, we can have a time and we can sit down and talk. But men, how are you doing this morning in the prayer where it says, lead us not into temptation? Tony Evans said something years ago that I love. He said, starve the flesh and feed the spirit. If you have some temptations that kind of surface, how are you doing at starving the flesh? Don't feed it, but feed the Spirit of God. Feed the things of God in your life so that these temptations can be faced with certainty. Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. The Lord's Prayer is great for all, men, women, young, adult, and you, wherever you may find yourself in life or situation today, maybe you're a young adult, uh, maybe uh, the mother, this could easily be called a mother's prayer, and all the illustrations could be geared toward mothers. However, today's Father's Day, and I've geared them toward men. But if you think where your situation is in life right now, uh, maybe you're an older adult, and you could place yourself in the midst of these scenarios that were mentioned in the midst of the Lord's Prayer this morning. But how are you doing this morning in living out the Lord's Prayer. How are you doing this morning at seeking God's will, at hallowing His name, in pursuing His will for your life, in, in uh, avoiding temptation? Let us look within and answer that question this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this prayer. We thank you for the truth and the honesty that is found within it. Lord, there are many different ways we can break that prayer down, many different sermons that could be preached using this same text. Father, speak to the men in this place this morning. Speak to each one in this place today. Lord, if there are men here that need to confess sin, Lord, they know that, or Lord, I pray they would know they can do that in the pew. Lord, the altar is open as well. Father, if those are in this place today that are saying, you know, I really haven't been pursuing God's will for my life. I've pretty much been doing, you know, what I want. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to the hearts of the men in this place today. And that, Lord, they would leave this place with a renewed fervor, renewed excitement about seeking and following your will for their lives. Father, bless us now at this time. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
If those here, here today would desire church membership, you're welcome to come. We'd love to speak with you about that. If you have other needs or concerns, the altar is open and we'd love to, we'd love to pray with you. Let's stand and sing. 275, our invitation hymn. thank you for this day. Thank you for the challenge that we've received. Thank you for your spirit that has been in this place. Lord, we love you. We ask that you would help us to surrender all as we leave this place today and to seek your will, to hallow your name, and to avoid the temptations that we face each day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to the worship service at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.